knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Welcome to King Decrees, a weekly podcast that brings the counsel of heaven from the courts of the king and causes it to be enforced on the earth. My name is Panmun Gabriel Le'an. In this episode, I'll be talking about the battle of sounds. The first account of creation was preceded by sound. The word of God records, and God said, let there be light. Creation responded to sound. The scriptures also say, Calleth those things that be not as though they were. The word calleth suggests the release of sound. Scriptures say that God saw that what he said was good. Saying, therefore, preceded seeing. Recall the verse, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established to you and light shall shine upon your ways. Decrees usually go ahead of light. The realm of creating and creativity is preceded therefore by sound. The entrance of thy word, sound, brings light. The sound that surrounds you can help birth new beautiful things or ugly uninspiring stuff. There's a kind of music that triggers your creative dimension or works against it. In the first battle between the woman and Satan, the serpent said to the woman, Did God say? Subsequently in the discussion, Eve bought into the sound of Satan when he said, You will not surely die, but will become like God. She then went ahead to see that the fruit was pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise. All her reasoning was an offshoot of the sound that was released by the serpent. When the fall had happened, God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? It was a telling, a weapon of sound through words that led to losing their place in that first battle. In many instances, the issue is not what is told, but who is doing the telling. Scripture says Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. People listen to good music or watch good movies or listen to good preaching or motivational talk and are not able to discern who is doing the talking, where the sound is coming from. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil has the good and the evil sides to it, but it leads to the same result, death. There is no truth in Satan. When he lies, he speaks his native language. The source of what you hear determines its fruit. 
if it's coming from darkness it is a lie no matter how accurate or good it sounds god speaking in deuteronomy said but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the lord shall you live it means the presence of the right sound has the ability to keep alive and the lack of it will ultimately lead to death in the spirit realm vacuums will always be occupied the word of the mouth of the lord invades our space we live the word is absent the sound of the word does not get to us we die that is what happened to adam and eve the day you eat of the fruit you will surely die god asked adam where are you you were absent at the place of the right sound so you are surely dead after being sent out of eden out of the realm of god's sound death was the gradual but certain result the battle between david and goliath was fought and the results determined by the sounds that were released long before david took his first shot the philistine said i defy the armies of israel and when saul and all israel heard these words they were dismayed and greatly afraid and the philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days goliath spake according to the same words and david heard them Saul and all Israel heard those words. David heard them. Saul's response was dismay and fear, leading to inaction. David's response was anger at Goliath's guts. He began to counter the wrong sound that had pervaded the atmosphere for 40 days. People will always respond in accordance with the sound that has dominated their space. Eliab's anger was kindled against David when he heard what David had to say. You have to realize that different sounds trigger different kinds of emotions, which in turn trigger different kinds of responses. What should have brought hope to Eliab was offensive to him, reason being that he had been under a wrong kind of sound for the 40 days that preceded that day. Recall that Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. Why would the voice of loving and strengthening fellowship suddenly bring about fear? They had heard the voice of Satan before this encounter with the voice of the Lord. David also had to insist on the sound he was releasing, for the victory greatly depended on it. Saul the king had said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. David had to rehearse by sound his previous victories to counter the sound that Saul had just released. You see, we overcome by the word of our testimony. In prophecy, we give testimony of Jesus and in testifying, we prophesy what the Lord has done. 
when David eventually had a face-off with Goliath, an exchange of sound took place before the physical battle. The account has it that the Philistine said, Am I a dog? And he cursed David by his gods. Something to take note of when dealing with sounds in the spirit. A statement is a statement. Am I a dog? And I am a dog will very well mean the same thing. The words of Goliath, therefore, had in them the seeds of his defeat. The servant on whose shoulder the king leaned, who died at the gates of Samaria, asked, Might these things be? Which will very well have meant these things might not be. When an angel appeared to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, in the temple and brought him news of the birth of his son, he asked a question about the possibility. The angel interpreted it to mean unbelief and he was made dumb for a season. When dealing with angels of the temple, as Ecclesiastes puts it, they have no sense of humor and you cannot therefore say that you were joking. In dealing with the realm of sound, you must say exactly what you mean to say. Words and intentions in this realm cannot be separated. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The curses Goliath released were demon-empowered enchantments. There's a whole realm that is behind the sounds that are released by people. When we walk without this understanding, we become casualty to those that have this understanding. Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Angels do the Lord's commandments by hearing sound, the voice of his word. This is also understood in the kingdom of darkness and, and highly utilized. When the 12 spies that Moses sent to Canaan returned, there was a battle of sounds that took place. While two of the spies said, we be able to possess the land, the other 10 said, we will not be able to take over the land. The sound of the 10 was overwhelming. It amplified and multiplied the sound of hopelessness and fear in the camp of the Israelites all night. This cost them their lives as they wasted in the wilderness for 40 years because they succumbed to a strange sound. Recall that Deuteronomy says, You will live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Joshua and Caleb were the carriers of the word of the Lord. The Israelites rejected it and paid for it. Caleb, however, maintained his sound. You see, when you maintain your sound, you actually create an atmosphere that you come under. No matter how unpopular your sound might seem at the time, as you persist with your sound, you eventually are able to break through. Forty years down the line, Caleb was able to return against all odds and take possession of his inheritance. He maintained his sound. There was a sound that was released to Jericho. 
that made the hearts of the people melt long before Israel surrounded Jericho. For Rahab said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Faith is generated by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. Fear is also built by hearing the report of the evil one. Defeat comes after we have given sound to the words of fear that we listen to. That is why we have the responsibility of controlling what sounds enter our ears. Our ears become the gateway to our hearts and the issues of life flow from our hearts. After Israel marched round Jericho for seven times on the seventh day, they gave voice to that sound. I know that the Lord had given you the land and the city was taken over. The enemy knows this strategy and has used it for ages. The sound of impossibility, fear and intimidation is released first. When people succumb to it, he then has a gateway to unleash his evil intentions. Sounds carry weight in the spirit. Scriptures warn that we will give account for every idle word we utter. The men of Israel were silent for seven days. There was weight and momentum in the spirit that was gathering through that whole period. That made their sound weighty when it was eventually released. On another occasion, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp when Israel was set to fight the Philistines. Scriptures say all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. It scared the Philistines and it appeared physically as if the shout meant something. But in that battle, 30,000 soldiers of Israel were killed. The Ark of the Covenant was captured and the sons of Eli were killed. The sound that was released carried no weight in the spirit, for the nation was out of alignment because the priesthood had been desecrated. It is your priesthood that really gives your sound weight in the spirit. That is also what makes prayer very important. Where there is no priesthood, there is no amount of positive confession or claiming of scripture that will translate into weight in the spirit that can shift things and bring about any meaningful victory or supernatural result. Gideon heard the sound of a conversation of the, of the Midianites talking about his victory. At the first, when the angel of the Lord met with him, he called Gideon a mighty man of valor. That sound was contrary to his experience. He began to rehearse what he knew to be his experience. His reality, what the enemy sounded in his ears, 
was timidity, oppression, and extortion. He was, however, able to contrast it with God's report, where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? These words activated the angels to begin to walk and give him the courage that he needed. The angel said, Go in this thy might. The conversation was a back and forth between the word of the Lord and his false reality. But as he persisted, he eventually broke into the right sound. The enemy sets up veils that are set to prevent sons of God from walking in the reality of the newness of life. But when we are able to locate our true sound, the word of the Lord, and can persist in it, the veils begin to come off. Concerning veils, many people have come under the influence of coverings of the mind that do not allow them to see or hear what God is doing. It also makes them to interpret their situations based on the deception of the enemy. The sound of the Lord is required to tear down these veils. It is the role of watchers to release the sound that tears down these veils. Mordecai cried with a loud and bitter cry in the middle of the city when a decree was released for the annihilation of the Jews. He sustained the same before the king's gate. That is what got the attention of Esther. You see, Esther was under a veil and thought the king's decree would not affect her. For some strange reason, he took a watcher at the gate of the palace to interpret to the queen inside the palace what the enemy had planned even for her. The veil was removed from Esther by the bitter cry of Mordecai. Mark says, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Veils are taken away from peoples, from systems, from territories when there is the breakout of a loud cry. Haman consulted for a whole year to determine the day in which sound was to be released to bring about the destruction of the Jews. On the day determined, he spoke, released the sound to the king and destruction was determined for the Jews. Mordecai knew this was a battle and therefore needed an opposing sound to be released. When sounds go unchallenged, they bring us under their cloud, under their power and influence, and they, they can and then they can exert upon us. When we release our own sound, we deliver ourselves from the influence of contrary sounds. On subsequent occasions, Haman was beaten to first place in releasing sound. For before he spoke of hanging Mordecai, the king had spoken of honoring Mordecai. Before he spoke on the second occasion, Esther had exposed his evil plans to the king. You must open your mouth and challenge the sound of destruction the enemy has been releasing against you, against your family, against your spheres, and against your territory. Release your own sound. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
and I look forward to having you on our next episode of King Decrees. God bless you.